Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us on a special episode of the Bearded Moose and the Outlaw Podcast. I have got with me the head of Amber Sports Football Division, the team rider for the LA Wildcats, and an all right, all around, just amazing dude, Lamar Fields. Man, how are you doing today? Well, pretty good. So, I am doing all right. I'm doing much better than uh, a couple days ago. I'm getting over some sickness, but I'm feeling a whole lot better. So, thank you for asking. No problem, man. So I want to go in, and, and we got you, obviously, team rider for the Los Angeles Wildcats. That was probably the biggest surprise of the weekend. You would have thought that the big surprise would have been uh, Tampa Bay pacing the Houston Roughnecks on the first game. Um, and then all of a sudden, we we have this, this ending of the weekend where L.A. just completely decimates the D.C. defenders. Um, in, in really an embarrassing fashion. So I really wanted to get you on the horn because we talked with Venora last week about her defenders. And one question we asked was, are the defenders, are they contenders or pretenders? And she said she wasn't sure, but she thought that they were going to lose within the next week or two. So she kind of had an idea of what was going to happen. So I want to talk with you about uh, what did happen. I mean, obviously, L.A. looked phenomenal. I don't think this was all D.C. being bad as much as I think L.A. just looked really, really good. Yeah, I think LA. Look, I was shocked too because I picked the defenders to win the game, but I knew LA was going to be in the game because they're zero and two. They know they want to go zero and three. They got good coaching with Winston Moss, and I felt also felt Josh Johnson with another full week of practice was going to play better, and that he did. Yeah, that's kind of been the storyline for LA so far. Is like week one they had a quarterback that had what five days practice. Week two they had a quarterback yeah. that had like five days practice. Um, so yeah, to see a guy a Josh Johnson caliber get that those extra reps, I, I I tend to agree. I thought this game would be closer, but I I didn't expect this thirty nine to nine just route, um, you know, at at home for LA and and bringing home that W. But in emphatic fashion, uh, I I think this is a, a huge step moving forward. Yeah, it's a big step. Um, especially I was really surprised that. They was able to win the game by that margin, only rushing for 56 yards. I thought the running game would be a key factor for them to win the game, but it turned out being the turnovers that really did it for them. Yeah, it was actually something I wanted to mention to you. Yeah, 200 to 56 is the running discrepancy. Um, Obviously, you just you talked about now. Now, something not necessarily talked about on it is they did have three rushing touchdowns um, to go along with the three passing touchdowns. But yeah, 56 yards. Uh, is that something you think they're going to try to favor? You're, they're going to try to push that a little bit more, get a little more uh, uh, rushing going on in order to take some of that pressure off of Johnson? Or you think they're just going to try to to play this 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 tempo and they'll they'll get some touchdowns on the ground, but they're really going to ride Johnson through the air? I think they're going to be a little bit more balanced because they got a good they got a good set of running backs: Elijah Hood, Carter, and Larry Rose III. They're all good running backs, so I think they should just. Carter and rolls out the backfield. 
Yeah, that's that's a good point there. Yeah, we're looking just looking through some stats. Yeah, I mean Carter had what three receptions for forty one and had a receiving touchdown to go along with his two rushing. Um, so yeah, I mean honestly, I, and I, I had I haven't gone back to vet this, but but looking at Johnson's numbers as far as his rating goes, I, he has to have at least one of the highest, if not the highest rating uh, QB rating in, in the league up to this point. And to do that on you know just basically two weeks worth of practice is is absolutely insane i mean I, i'm i'm super impressed i was a big fan of his um his, his his few stints that he's done in the nfl i was really excited about him last year for, in the aaf until he got pulled back into the nfl um we know he's got nfl type talent he's he's a guy that's been sought after i believe the nfl wanted to sign him again uh at, either at the end of this nfl year or during the off season um so i mean this is a guy that's that's looked forward to i mean and I think we're seeing why we're seeing we're seeing a 72 percent completion percentage, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Really, we haven't seen that level of play, and that's been the biggest complaint about the XFL so far. Seems to be uh, some teams are having coaching problems, but most teams are having quarterback problems. And I think you took what has looked like a bad team for the first two weeks, and you you, you you've got a solid quarterback. And I mean, is this team can this team make a legit run? In the West? I think so. Like you said, the quarterback, Josh Johnson, led by him. And if the defense can get healthy, because they had a banged-up secondary last week that really came to play, they can get healthy, get Elijah Hood back and run the ball well, they can make a run, I think. you got a good quarterback, man. He's always going to be in it and always going to make a run. And Johnson looked like last week he looked awesome, man. He can't do the ball nice. They make no mistakes. And the full week of practice, you can tell, did them some good. Good. Yeah, I mean that that I think that right there looks to be the biggest difference in, in this uh, this week and last week is just those those extra reps um, to kind of give a comparison. I mean, we're talking about PJ Walker's as front runner already for MVP, and and for good reason. But just a quick comparison on the two weeks. Uh, Johnson actually had a better completion percentage, about 20 yards less, the same amount of touchdowns, the same zero interceptions, um, and his rating at 148 is 28 percent, you know, 28 points higher than what PJ Walker had. So just to kind of give like a small glimpse into the 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 type of performance that a jo- that Josh Johnson had, how impressive that is, is he matched or, or more or less outpaced. What we're all saying is a front runner for MVP. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, kind of talk to me about that defense a little bit. I mean, Cardell Jones had four interceptions. I believe there was five turnovers total. Um, obviously, a huge, uh, huge uh, uh, point of this game. Uh, they held Jones to what a hundred yards passing or something crazy. Um, I mean, is this defense? Did this defense feed off the offense? Is this defense always been good? And we just it's kind of the Tampa Bay Vipers syndrome where because they lose, we just assume that the defense is not good. Um, I mean, what, what really happened this week as opposed to the last couple, or has it been the same and we just saw a better offense? Um, last first two weeks, I was disappointed in the Wildcats defense. I felt with a defensive coach, they didn't get no pressure on the quarterback, didn't cause no turnovers. Last week, they gave up like, 25 points in the first fourth quarter or 19 points in the fourth quarter. I can't remember, but it was something horrible. And this week they got, got some pressure on Cardell Jones, man. That's, you get pressure the quarterback. Pressure the quarterback. You stop it and 
defense is uncomfortable for the whole game after that. But that rushing defense got to get better. Yeah, and, and again, just, I mean, to, to talk, again, another guy that's been in the MVP conversation has been Cardell Jones. So, again, I mean, to just kind of, we're kind of, I'm kind of adding on to these points here on how good this L.A. team looked in week three is they held a guy that's been in the conversation, an early conversation for MVP, to 103 yards in four interceptions with no touchdowns. And, I mean, this is this is what a lot of people have is the number one team in power rankings and almost shut them out. I mean, it's super impressive to see what they did uh, defensively, um, what they did, obviously what they did offensively. So super, super exciting. I, I, and I think this is just better for the league in general. I think 0-3 and, 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 you know, teams are just not – not what we're looking for. We want to see a more competitive spectrum. And thankfully we've got a team that, that started 0 and two didn't necessarily look super great, but coming into week three puts on this powerhouse performance. I mean, this is just better both for the league and for fans and for, for everything um, going forward. So speaking of, of going forward, um, we've got, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the Wildcats are moving across the country here <laughs> to go play New York um, what do you see happening there? We know that New York's kind of been, uh, how can I put this delicately, a not good football team so far. Um, I mean, could this potentially be a trap game, though? Yeah, it could be. You gotta go up there and go all the way to the East Coast, too. That's not, that's always our West Coast team going to the East Coast. At least for NFL, always been a big Thing, but you gotta go up there. You gotta go out there. How your business, Mr. Moss? He, uh, he's a good coach, man. He, he should have him ready. And Matt McGloin has struggled, and he will get some pressure on him. He will throw the ball to the other team. We've been known for that. I'm a Raider fan, so I saw Matt McGloin for many times where he looked good one week, and next week he'd throw three or four interceptions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. It's, it's not looked pretty there. I, I, I've seen. Uh... I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen a couple things through Twitter that Lewis Perez and uh, Williams are splitting reps because McGloin's still, um, you know, uh, hemmed up a little bit with, I think it was ribs injury from the other game. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that I, as far as coaching goes, I agree. I think they've got one of the better coaches in this league and for this league. Um, he's He's got these guys prepared. He's got these guys knowing that they could win even when they're starting 0-2 to come in. I mean, that's a daunting task. You're 0-2 in a brand-new league. You're you're one of the, the bottom two teams, you know, in, in, in rankings and standings. And then you come out, and, and you've got the daunting task of playing a number one, two, or three seed, however you want to look at it, uh, power rankings-wise, in a DC Defenders. And then you come out and you smoke them. I mean, that that's definitely kudos to, to Coach Moss and what he was able to do and what he's been able to overcome with these quarterback situations. Um, I, I do hope that they get there and prepare I hope they don't let this kind of go to the head. Uh, and, and, you know, traveling across the country, you just beat this big team, you, you're riding this high. Um, I, I, I kind of agree with you as well that I honest to goodness think that the L.A.'s got a legitimate shot to make a pretty solid run uh, through the West. Um, just by how they brought down DC in that way. So for this uh, for this Guardians game, is there anybody that you're looking at in particular to maybe have that that big game? Who's going to really be the difference maker in this this week coming up? I want to see the running game get off. I want to 
want to see Elijah Hood if he come back and he get a hundred yards. Can Martez Carter keep on keep the momentum up? Momentum up, catching out the backfield. I want to see the running. I want to see the running game get off. We all know what Josh Johnson can do with the passing. And I think I heard, I think I saw floating around on Twitter that Nelson Spruce could be out. So Ooh. I that's a big that's a big uh, loss right there. So somebody got to step up. Yeah, that's a huge loss. I mean, he's he's quietly. I mean, I know he's been more or less outshadowed by this emergence of Cam Phillips, but let's not forget. I mean, one of the the, not even, I mean, the one of the top wide receivers in this XFL has been Nelson Spruce. And, yeah, that's a that's a big loss. So, yeah, definitely, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I'd like to see this rushing attack um, really take off because I think if this team can balance out a little more, then, I mean, we're already talking about them with the potential of making big runs uh, and, and trying to get into a solid playoff positioning. If they can balance this out, which they can, like you're, you've been talking about it the whole time, their running backs are, are good if not great, um, they bring the energy. I mean, we're, we're all talking about Carter and doing the back flips, and he had the front flip into the end zone, which was which was <laughs> fun to watch. And um, I agree. I think if they can get this 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 running game going, I mean, how dangerous will this stinking team be? And you 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 talked a little bit about it a second ago. Um, is this defense going to be a little more healthy? You said they were a little banged up last week. I mean, are, are we looking at potentially a better defense this week? Yeah, hopefully that gets them to secondary back healthy because they had a couple secondary pieces missing last week. Um, but no matter who your secondary is, just get some pressure with the front seven. No matter who your back end, I could be be in the back end. We get pressure on the back end in the front. I mean, with the front with the front end. For sure. Yeah. I mean that. And that. Yeah. That's. That's gonna be a, a a big a big portion of it here. I mean, we saw last week New York got a little chippy on that offensive line. Um, yeah. You know, so if you can frustrate them early, we saw the, the amount of mistakes they were willing to make. Um, I, I hate to use the term that you've got, or you, you might be able to, if you can go out there, you dominate the, the, the defensive line, the offensive line and that, at that yeah. in the trenches, um, you'll frustrate that team. And once you frustrate that team, what, you know, what's going to happen, you, you might have this, this, this easy, I, and again, I hate to use the term, but this easy win going across the country, which is, we talked a second ago is not an easy feat already. Um, so that's good. Do you have anything else you want to add as far as players, um, scenarios, coaching, anything else for the Wildcats? Uh, no, I'm pretty much, I think we pretty much covered it all. All right. Well, if you're comfortable with it, I didn't do it this week so far. We got a little, we got a little behind on the podcast, the main podcast, but I'll go ahead and do it with you. If you're cool with it, uh, we'll do our predictions on this one on the bonus episode and we'll make jesse he'll, he can make his on twitter or something later but we'll get ours on the podcast for sure um who do you have well we kind of talked about already but who do you've got for the la uh wildcats versus new york guardians game i got the wildcats wildcats i am going to go with you on that one i've got la on that one as well for everything we've just talked about for the last 15 minutes um, now we're going to move over to the next Saturday game. You've got Seattle traveling to St. Louis. Who do you've got in the Saint, uh, Seattle-St. Louis game? Uh, i got the Battlehawks. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, the Dragons quarterback, Brandon Silvers. So and I like the way Seattle, I like the way St. Louis has been playing, and they got a ton of fans up there, so I like them at home. 
I am actually going to, I'm going to follow suit on that one as well. I'm going to go with the Battle Hawks um, for home field advantage for one. Um, I mean, almost 30,000 in that dome last week. Uh, it was a big deal. And I, I if you've listened to the, the podcast in the past, every week I seem to love Jordan Tammy a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I think he's, he's yeah. showing, he's getting better and better every week. And I, I tend to agree. Unfortunately, it looks like Silver's, he, he, he'll play really well for a quarter or for a half, but that team hasn't been able to put a full a full game together yet. So I'm going Battle Hawks at home, um, and I don't think it'll be relatively close. So we'll move on to the Sunday games, and we got the, the Texas battle, the battle for Texas, whatever you want to call this thing. Um, you've got Houston Roughnecks going to Dallas Renegades. Who you got on this one? Ooh, that's a tough one. You got two runner shoot like offenses. Oh man, game gonna come down. Who got the better, play the best defense? Uh, I'm gonna go against the grain and go with the Renegades. Ooh, so we disagree. Yeah, I am gonna go with the Roughnecks on that one. Um, and I honestly, it's for very strangely enough, we disagreed on the team, but for the same reasons. Um, I think PJ Walker's done a good job of keeping that ball and, and uh, keeping control of it and not really getting any turnovers. And Landry Jones is not. Um, he's doing well, but he's still getting those couple mistakes. I think that's going to be the difference in the ball game is that extra possession or two that might go to the Roughnecks. So I'm going to go with the away team that that time and take Houston. And then we're going to move on. And this one might be the toughest one for me to decide. We got the D.C. Defenders traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Vipers. Which way you lean on this one? Uh, I got D.C. Defenders bouncing back. Um, they got a good coach in Pep Hamilton. Cardo Jones got to have a bounce back game. They got to be mad. and It's got, it's got too much talent over there. To, uh, I think Phil Lou two weeks ago. Tampa Bay got a lot of issues. You got to put in fouls, want to get released. And... Don't know who the quarterback is, and never been a fan of, never been a big fan of Mark Trestman in his NFL days. But yeah, I go with DC. Even though, even though Tampa Bay did play a hell of a game last week and shocked me, but that and and that is where my dilemma sits. Is we saw Tampa Bay able to put some stuff together in front of a home crowd. We saw them be able to pace the Roughnecks offensively. Um, something that's not often talked about because, again, usually because of record, is that Tampa Bay's got one of the best defenses in the league. Um, we saw D.C. kind of get boogered up, but I tend to agree with you that D.C. I find it hard to imagine that Pep Hamilton's going to allow D.C. to lose two in a row. Like, he's not going to light a fire. They don't want to lose two in a row because they were, you know, they were top of the, top of the, the food chain for a minute there. And with the quarterback situation, with Flowers being kind of the hometown guy, everybody wanted Flowers. The energy was like you could feel the energy when he came into the game while we were there. It makes it tough for me. Um, but I think for the first time this year, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna to go with it they gotta, on the defense. Yeah, they, Got to win the game sometime, right? <laughs> At some point. And, and I'm hoping that this is it, that their back's against the wall. And, and I think that defense, that defense is strong. That defense is good. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, I mean, they look even good against P.J. Walker. I mean, he, he P. 
P.J. Walker did P.J. Walker things. So if they can keep a little bit of containment on Jones, I think they'll have a shot, and we will see on that one. That's the only time that I can think that I'm going to choose the Vipers in the next couple of games. Because <laughs> I think they got a tough schedule coming up. But uh, all right, man, so you got L.A. Battlehawks, or Wildcats, Battlehawks, Renegades, and Defenders. I went Wildcats, yeah. Battlehawks, Roughnecks, and Vipers. So we agreed on Saturday, and we disagreed on Sunday. But, uh, again, for some of the same reasons. And that's what, I mean, if you haven't followed anybody listening, uh, we post all of our staff picks, um, kind of where everybody's going. We all trash talk a lot of time during during the games and stuff. Um, but feel free to, at any point, post you know your own, your own picks, your own comments on who you've got and what reason, if you want to. But, Lamar, I appreciate it, sir. I'm glad that we got a chance to do this. I know we wanted to do it last year in the AAF po- uh, podcast, and, of course, we know that that didn't make it to there, so I'm super excited that the first two weeks were my next two guests lined up to do those podcasts and Venora and you. Um, it was a pleasure talking with you. It's a pleasure reading your stuff and all the help you do on Ambush Sports. Do me a favor and let them know where they can follow you on whatever social medias you want. Follow me on Twitter at RaiderWay83. And on Facebook, Lamar Fields. Lamar Fields, Raiderway83. You can find him. He's always posting, retweeting. He's all over the place. He's awesome. Lamar, I do appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, well, I guess we'll talk with you all next time on the Bearded Moose and Outlaw podcast. See ya. Hype game too strong. Hype game too strong.